Hello, everybody. You're probably thinking, hmm, Travis sounds different today. And yes, I'm currently getting over a slight cold from last week, and I'm actually not Travis. My name is Finner, and I'm currently interning with the amazing team here at Fool and Scholar Productions. And I'm here today to tell you about the last city. In the climate-ravaged year of 2072, the city of Pura stands as a miraculous green haven. A geoengineered paradise that protects its fortunate residents from the global catastrophes of heat domes, fires, floods and droughts. Demetria Lopez heads up Pura's public relations, tirelessly promoting the city's idyllic image. But when she stumbles upon a dark secret that, if exposed, would be the downfall of Pura's existence, she must decide who and what she is willing to protect. From Wondery, the makers of Academy and Dr. Death, The Last City stars actors like Ray Seahorn, Jeannie Torado, and Maury Sterling. You can follow The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of The Last City early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. A big thanks to Wondery for supporting shows like The White Vault. And now, on with the scheduled programming. Every five minutes, someone dies while waiting for a compatible donor heart, liver, or kidney. On a remote island in Lake Superior, a team of geneticists strive to engineer an animal with human-compatible organs, thereby saving millions of lives. But these ancestors are not the docile herd animals they envision. Instead, the project spawns something big, something evil, something hungry. Ancestor by number one New York Times bestselling novelist Scott Sigler is available for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. The following documents and recordings are the fourth installment in a compilation detailing the events of the archaeological team sent to base Camp Piedra. Consisting of Dr. Carito Ureta, Lucas Criado, Ava Olivia Moreno, Dr. Josefa Guerrero, Simon Hall and Dr. Xiao Liu. Following the previous instalment, the archaeological team climbed to a new height to face the reality of the site's newest find. In the winter months, snowstorms and rainfall in the Patagonian ice fields can drastically affect the landscape. Worsened by heavy winds, such storms can reduce visibility and lead to glacial calving, ice collapses and avalanches. During these conditions, Travel is not advised. The White Vault. This section is a continuation of Dr. Xiao Liu's previous recording. Is it really a cave? Are we coming up here now? Should I run safer lines? Esto es impresionante. How did we not see this before? It makes sense, though. There must have been a safe place to stay while working up here. One at least, maybe even more. These rock spires block the entrance from being viewed from below. But once we go in, I think they will block the wind as well. Doctor Aureta, ¿cómo debemos proseguir? ¿Cuál es el siguiente paso? Esto cambia los planes. Nosotros. Ah! Okay, listen up. 
I know this is important, but before everyone can be up here, I need to run safer, stronger lines and mark a stable path. Everyone, please go back down the path. I'll come get you when it's ready. If you need equipment... <sighs> if you need equipment from the tents for this, go get it now. Dr. Ureta, if you'll stay with me, I need to sing some pirans, but I don't want to hurt anything important. Shall we shift our entire focus like this? We should finish the work on the glyphs below first. We have not identified the extent of the wall carvings yet. This close to so many carvings, and somewhat protected from the elements, it has potential to be a substantial find. Though, curious, you're right. We seem to have a lot of work ahead of us. I was not telling a joke. Everyone, please, start back down the path. Carefully. You're rather quiet, Hall. I'm gonna need that 3D panoramic scanner. <laughs> oh, this is my thesis. This is going to work. <laughs> Lou, you look sick. Are you feeling ill? Uh, ah, yes. Just um, a bit of vertigo, I think. I'll be fine after a bite to eat and some time to rest. There's a lot to do, but I need a moment to sit. The following is a written report from Dr. Guerrero's laptop, which was saved to the base camp's backup. Hemos encontrado algo fenomenal. En las últimas horas, Eva fue más allá de lo planeado en la ladera de la montaña. Estaba siguiendo una corazonada y dio resultados. Cuesta arriba a unos 15 metros del último glifo. We have found something phenomenal. Eva fought farther up the mountainside than we had planned. She was following a hunch, and it paid off. Up the slope, by another 15 meters beyond the last cliff, beyond several rising spires of rock, she located the entrance to a cave. We spent most of this afternoon examining this new find, and I cannot begin to describe my interest and confusion in this place. The entrance to the cave looks like a mire slaver cut into the rock when you approach from below. It could easily be mistaken for a shadow cast by Yarin rock. At an elevation level with the entrance, it becomes more visible. The entrance stretches up in a narrow arrow shape. The base of the entrance is wide, just over two meters in length, and it tapers to a point as it rises. We were overly conservative at first, but after further examination, we noticed that the cliffs continued up and around the tall frame of the cave entrance. They are difficult to distinguish due to an outcropping of rock above the peak of the entrance, which causes snow runoff to fill in and freeze throughout the glyphs. Over the many years, still of indeterminate age, the glyphs around the cave entrance have filled with ice, snow and dirt. Many sampling options could be available. Once inside the cave, the wind is no longer an issue. As Eva speculated, the winds rushing up the mountain from the west are blocked and diverted by the same tall broken wall of natural rock that stands just down the path. It's calm inside the cave and looks relatively undisturbed. The base of the cave is not dirt, but solid rock, with only a thin layer of debris. Carito and I 
were hoping for other types of remains. A fire pit refused even, but we found nothing of the sort. Without more organics to test, we will continue to search for other ways. Inside the cave is years of research in the waiting. Just inside the door are two statues set in deep sunk relief from the cave wall. And just outside the cave on the small landing before the entrance is yet another deep sunk relief. They appear to depict some kind of animal in a strict geometric style similar to the glyphs, but I have yet to dedicate sufficient time to learn more. The glyphs continue inside, and there are several long oval alcoves built into the lower sections of the wall, coming up to about half a meter from the stone floor. If we are lucky, our excavations may prove fruitful in finding organic matter of some kind within them. The cave is broken into two sections by a natural rock formation that dips low in the middle, to under two meters, before arching upward again to about three meters in height. At that height, though, there is very little natural light left entering the cave, and we will need to bring up more lining for our upcoming examinations. When we brought up our initial light, that is when we found it. The back of the cave is a steep incline, difficult traverse, so whoever was here before carved large stairs into the incline. They are smooth, unworn by the elements outside the cave. The craftsmanship required to create something so precisely carved and smoothly finished brings me for the first time to consider the works of the Inca. It is reminiscent of their polygonal masonry and talent, but not in construction. This is a questionary statement, given the possible age of these carvings and their location south of the generally agreed upon expense of the Incan Empire. At the top of the stairs is a sunk relief carving, somewhat deeper than the majority of glyphs. It shows two rectangles standing vertically, atop which a curved scene depicts a tall human figure. Surrounded by smaller human figures, Carito and I are beginning to speculate that the stairs may have acted as a throne, and the depicted larger figure may have been a leader who sat atop the stairs. This is, of course, only the fancy of the younger archaeologist soul in me. I know I should not speculate, and so we'll continue to report on only our facts so far. Dr. Liu has been incredibly helpful as her ability to organize, catalog, and distinguish the glyphs has been invaluable. There is a tense air between her and Carito, but that is less concerning than the tension Carito has toward Eva. Carito does not seem particularly pleased with Eva's work. I have seen nothing but exceptional knowledge and professionalism from Eva since I met her, so it's a confusing situation. I have known Carito for many years, And if she holds any reservations in working with Eva, I wish she would inform me. Returning to the cave, Carito and I have begun discussing the new extent of the work. We will not be able to undertake an in-depth survey of the whole site within our short time here. We must begin planning the return trip, but we will need to document, record and photograph as much as possible to present to the local governments and our respective universities. Even Dr. Liu believes her university would be happy to extend assistance, given the opportunity. For now, we should continue our lower excavations, 
so that the cave can be scanned and photographed without interruption. The following is a recording from the 360-degree laser scanner smart pad. It is time-stamped alongside the first attempted scans of the interior of the cave. Shit. This might just work. Did something broken? Uh, what? Oh, no. Everything seems to be working perfectly. Or hopefully it will. And that shit part? Just excited. Sorry. This is great for me, personally. And Patagonia, archaeologically, and our team, professionally. Ah, everything seems to be working now. We have a lot more to cover, it seems. The cave makes this a lot bigger, doesn't it? Should the focus be here now? Well, that is for Dr. Ureta and Professor Guerrero to determine, but if I get to weigh in, then yes. This, ah, oh, this could be more than a master's thesis. This could be doctoral work. A site like this, the funding, the grants. Oh, I need to work on my Spanish. I think this place, this cave, should be the focus. La Cueva de las Manos may be easier to get to, but this... <laughs> this is as nothing as I have seen before. Can you stand over there for a moment, out of the way? I, I want to run a test scan. Yes. Estoy averiguando eso, profesora. Estoy haciendo una prueba en este momento. Solo tomara un momento. Ah, again. Funcionará. Tenemos algunos problemas, profesora. Lo solucionaré. Ah, it's gonna need more light. The intensity settings will work fine with just that laser, but if we want a better color capture, more light will really help. Lucas, do you think we could rig up some way to pull the larger lights up here? I can pack them up and hold them in. Safer than dragging it up the rocks, I think. Great. It'll help. Deberíamos estar ahí cuando el escaneo comience. Simon. Oh, no, Dr. Ureta. Uh, sería mayor si la cueva hasta vacía. Josefa, hasta que los escaneos estén listos, I think we should focus our efforts on finding the extent of the glyphs. Once the initial scans are completed, we can start work inside. Sí, confío en que Simon pueda hacerlo solo por ahora. I trust Simon can do this by himself for now. Though I'm excited to begin a more detailed examination. But, back out into the wind with us. Let's figure out what we have here. Our time is going to run out faster than we think. ¿La viste a la doctora Liu? Liu? No, no la he visto desde que se fue hoy más temprano. She seemed ill. Vertigo, she said. Lucas, could you go check on Dr. Liu at the tents? Bring up the lights after. Okay. Simon, you can start scans. Sí. Josefa, let's continue our work back down at the second alcove. Eva, you'll help us. Sí, Dr. Oreta. Let's do this. Attempts were made to open the associated scan files, but these early files all read as corrupt, incomplete, or in the case of two attempts, the source file was not located. The following is a typed email receipt saved to the backup. As there was no internet access, it was not sent, and there is no designated recipient.
没有办法，这种不舒服的感觉挥之不去，应该有很多原因。我现在觉得肚子好像打结，这种感觉非常的糟糕，不停的反胃想吐。这边的食物非常不理想，没有食物是新鲜的，所有的食物。I cannot shake this sick feeling. There are many possible justifications for feeling this way. I have a knot in my stomach. It feels terrible, nauseous. The food here is not the best. Nothing is fresh. All our foods come packaged or canned, and my stomach is not used to this. This could be a reason. Alternatively, the vertigo of being up in the mountain may have caused it. My stomach wants to jump from my mouth, and perhaps it is due to these snowy heights or dehydration. Hiking up and down the path is hard work, and I have to carry water with me. In addition to my stomach, my skin feels cold and my hands hurt. But why should I not feel this way up here near the glaciers? These are all my justifications, but I think I am lying to myself. This is a cold sweat. This is nerves. When I first saw the pictures of the site, I was astonished to find a link between the site and those documents I have been working on for so long. I was enveloped in the world of possibilities that some early Holocene culture, possibly even late Paleolithic, could have brought such an advanced cultural tradition over from Asia during the population of the Americas. Seemed like an impossible find, a treasure trove, a lost and linguistic link to the past, or possibly a link to a people only recently gone. What was I thinking? I would find. Could I really expect no linguistic change over thousands of years? My imagination rang unchecked, and the reality around me developed into something frighteningly recognizable far too fast. What I did not think about was the rest of the documents. The ones that did not describe the glyphs, carvings, and linguistics. I saw the statue in that cave above. I saw the carvings. The glyphs match. More than just the glyphs are appearing around us, and I fear we are in terrible danger. The next pertinent documentation was recorded on Mr. Hall's phone. <sighs> All right, I'm gonna go down to talk to Professor Guerrero. I'll be back up in a few minutes. Do I need to do anything with the equipment? Nope. Just don't bump into it, and don't walk on that side of the cave. I have it set to run through several more test scans, and if they go well, I'll be back to move it for the next ones. Do you think we will be able to see it all? Can we make a map of all of it?、Uh, we're working on the scans, general survey, everything, but it's a big site, so. We may not get everything done before your friends come to pick us up, and the scanner is presenting ugh, issues. We should try. This is exciting, and you know this could get me a better job. <laughs> <laughs> I know how you feel. This site could be my whole academic education going forward. Speaking of which, I need to talk to the professor. I'll be back. Watch out for the recent ice on the way down. Ah, shit! Forgot the wind. Well enough. The scanner says it should only take 45 seconds per scan section, but something is taking longer. It's about a minute and a half, which still isn't bad, but the rendering process is not working. It may be a software problem. Eva, puedes ayudarme con esto? Sí, la doctora Oreta y doctor Guerrero. Simon is here to speak with you. Ha! 
how are the scans progressing? Uh, slowly. Everything's working physically, but there are issues with the renderings. I think it may be a software issue. Come with me! Ah, así está mucho mejor. Now, say that again. The scanner itself is working, but there are considerable problems with the renderings. I think it's a software issue. I didn't get to update or patch anything before we reached the base camp due to our fast departure. The saved data may render later on once I can update, but I won't be able to tell until then. The problem may be with the way the data is getting saved. Let's find a solution. Solutions? Until I get the software updated, the 360 laser scanner, no matter how advanced, won't do us any good. What about the hand scanner? I could set up a 360 camera, start on the photogrammetry. I brought one with us from the U.S. It's functional and updated, but it's video and photo captured, not scanning, and it will require more light, for sure. Oh, the hand scanner. Uh, sorry, yes. I can still scan many of the glyphs by hand, but the hand scanner's depth range isn't great. It'll be ineffective for any of the deep sunk relief carvings, like the sections you and Dr. Ureta have begun excavating down here. It also won't help with the statues and will take significant time as everything has to be done individually. Okay, when you decide could take multiple field seasons, and that was before we found a cave. Don't waste more time with the 360 scanner. Start on the cameras and get Lucas to bring up more lights. Do you feel you can still accomplish the work you've set out to do? Yes, Professor, even without the scanner right now. The photogrammetry is a great possible tool for site education and information dissemination. The real 3D aspects of the site won't be available until the laser scanner can accurately model the texture files, but a lot can be done with the camera models alone. Oh, and it's a video recorder. Great for outreach videos and YouTube. Good. We have a lot to do in very little time. Mm. <coughs> What's the stench? Oh, it, it must be that dead bird from earlier. <clears throat> Las maravillas del trabajo de campo. Oh, get the equipment you need from the tent. Talk with Lucas and get the cave work started. We only have a few days left. And remember, official reports and recordings have to be labeled in Spanish. And you're doing fine. Ugh. Okay, yeah, thank you, Professor. And uh, yes, I'll get the camera. One other thing, Professor? Yes. If I can get my master's thesis done on this, I would really like to stay on the project. I think I could do a lot to help with the quick quality digital capture and preservation on the site. Well, once the software's updated and all. We'll talk about that later, Hal. Right now, let's focus on the present task. The recording ends there. He recorded more that afternoon, but there are no relevant sections. This next recording comes from the saved files of the 360-degree camera after it had been set up within the cave. In it, Mr. Hall and Mr. Criado can barely be seen setting up portable lights around the first sections of the cave. None of the details on the walls are visible at this point, and the light from the cave entrance obscures the darker details nearby. Okay, a few more feet to the right. Feet? Just move that way until I say stop. <coughs> stop. Good. Okay, point it that way and plug it in. 
much better. Give me a minute. This place is amazing. The people who carved this were true artists. Mm-hmm. Now, seeing them up close, sabe, dá pra... You can really appreciate how well they are carved. The pattern remind me of something else, too. The birds and the people. Yeah, yeah. Ah, the lines of the Nazca, that's it. Mm-hmm. A forma geométrica, a grossura dos traços. Quando você para para comparar os dois. Ah, okay. So, the light from the cave entrance is still very overpowering for the camera. I can make out the glyphs starting about six meters in or so. We're either going to need more light or we're going to need to block the light from the outside. Well, we only have one portable field light left. And it's down at the side the professors are working on. Hmm. Night. Simon, can you do the scans at night? Hmm. These aren't scans, just videos and photos. But I guess... The sunset's early enough, so we can try just after sunset. Should I bring up the last field light, you? Eh, leave that up to them. I don't think they'll want to work in the dark. Oh, well, I'll ask. I'll be down soon! By this point in the video, much of the cave is still too dark to see, while the parts around the cave entrance are overexposed. Within the entrance, there is a three-meter arc where the light is balanced, allowing for several glyphs to be seen, as well as the lower part of a large carved stone statue or deep-sunk relief carving situated near the cave entrance. The statue is well carved, using a geometric style that favors the use of sharp angles. From the lower section of the carving, clawed talons can be discerned, as well as large tufted lower legs. From within the far side of the cave interior, a faint glow is visible. This next recording comes from Dr. Guerrero's laptop. Procederemos a examinar la cueva mañana en la tarde. En la mañana seguiremos concentrados en la excavación de los extremos más bajos de los glifos para determinar la verdadera extensión del sitio. We will proceed to examine the cave further tomorrow afternoon. In the morning, we will continue to focus instead on excavating the lower extremes of the glyphs to determine the full extent of the archaeological site. While I'm certainly excited to start work on a cave, I believe we all understand the need to determine the site's full extent. Aquí tienen tres cafés. Doctor Guerrero, una cucharada de azúcar. Muchas gracias, Eva. And coffee, two sugars for you, Dr. Wheel. Thank you. No. Simon is over in the kitchen with Lucas getting lectured on how to stop falling on rocks. Why do you call him Hall? Hace algunos años, en la Universidad de Pittsburgh, cuando era un estudiante de pregrado, I had about three Simons in my class the first time he was a student of mine. So I call them all by their last names. Mm. Uh, excuse me. Yes? I was hoping to speak with you regarding the glyphs we uncovered today and our schedule for tomorrow. I think that's a talk we should have with Carita. Dr. Oreta's up at the cave now. I can go up and get her if you'd like. No need. She came down the path with me earlier. Carito, puedes venir un momento? Doctor, I saw her up there earlier when I went to grab the lights. I think she was taking notes of the glyphs. 
Maybe the cave layout? That might have been Lucas. See, Josefa? Um, Dr. Liu and I were about to discuss tomorrow's schedule. Can you join us? Yes. Eva, un café. Claro que sí. Doctora Urrera, profesora. Lucas y yo vamos a volver a la cueva. Dr. Urrera, professor. Lucas and I are heading back up to the cave. We're going to run the camera just after sundown, see if the light balance is better. We'll be back in an hour or so. No olvides traer el escáner. It has a specific storage temperature range. Yes, I'll bring it back. Oh, me gustaría tener el teléfono satelital. Satelital. Cuando regrese. Su español se está mejorando. Lo está intentando. Here, doctor. Coffee black. <clears throat> so sorry, Liu. I forget. We were just commenting that Hall's Spanish is improving. It's good given his limited exposure back in Pittsburgh. But if he wants to continue to work on this side for his doctorate, he'll need to improve. <laughs> it certainly helps here. I regret that my exposure to Spanish back in Beijing was insignificant. It was not really in high demand. <laughs> <laughs> I did want to speak with you, Josefa, regarding some of Simon's notes from today. Perhaps it is a reflection of his difficulties with Spanish, but there are some mistakes in his report from earlier. Where did you see these mistakes? Here, in this paragraph describing the entrance to the cave, he calls this section, E7, a deep sunk relief carving. Perhaps he just got the words mixed up? No, the labeled section for E7 also has a detailed description of the currently visible parts of this sunk relief. I believe he mistook E7 for the carvings at C5, but here... He has a different description for the C5A and C5B reliefs in the cave's interior. I'm sorry, Carito, but I don't understand the problem. E7 is not a sunk relief carving. It's an alcove, a possible repertoire sentry box like we found down the path, similar to what we excavated near today. Here, photos from the cave entrance showing the repertoire earlier today. I don't understand. Simon must label something. It happens. We are all working many hours a day. It can be tiring. Eva, pásame la cámara. No. Look, these were my photos from a couple hours ago, maybe three. Before your photos, I went up to check on the setup. Look here. How was not wrong? I've seen it. There is a deep relief carving. These are the same spot? Impossible. I'm going up to check it out. I'll be back soon. We must have gotten confused. Maybe we have mislabeled the maps. If Simon's is different than ours, it's probably just that, confusion. Um, Liu, can you hand me the hand-drawn maps from before? Liu? Are you okay? You look ill again. It moved. The photo referenced by Dr. Ureta was located among the files in the base camp Piedra backup. Within it, we see a section of the glyph wall near the top of the site and a deep alcove large enough to fit three people. To the right of the picture is a small section of the cave entrance. The photo referenced by Dr. Guerrero has not been recovered. 
many files with .png and .jpg extensions were saved to the Basecamp Piedra backup, but many of the files would not open due to corruption, or the pictures were over or underexposed, causing little to remain visible. This concludes the records from the team's first examinations of the cave at the top of the archaeological site. This concludes the fourth set of documents related to the archaeological team sent to examine and record the petroglyphs found in the Patagonian ice field above Base Camp Piedra. The White Vault Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.